Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. I'm Pete. I'm Jordan. Yes. Woohoo! Happy New Year. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm excited about the new year. I know. Like everybody is. Yeah. <laughs> nothing changed at the turn of a clock, but I still feel like there's just a renewed hope and excitement. It's like nothing changed, but everything changed. Yeah. And I'm I'm just glad that we, we made it. We did it. Yeah, yeah, we made it. It's our first podcast in a new year? Yeah, it is. Awesome. I know. Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm really excited for 2021 for this podcast specifically. We have a yeah. lot of fun things planned. We do. Um, really cool guests. We've been brainstorming some awesome people having some good conversations. Um, so that's going to be really fun. Um, courses, other courses. So, you know, we did dream year, um, that launches actually this week. Um, we we ended up, I had to open it up to a second group. Yeah. Filled both those up and which blew me away. Yep. So that starts with that group. This week. This week, yeah. Yep, so it'll be a year-long process, um, and so I'm really excited to watch that keep going. Yeah, but, we're going to do some other courses. Yeah, then. we'll do some other yeah. courses. So if Dream Year wasn't your you know, jam, there's going to be other things that we're really excited about. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yep, it's going to be an awesome year, and we are honored to go into this new year with you. We yeah. hope that this podcast will be an important part of that. Um, keep doing all the things you're doing. It blows us away to get the feedback from you guys. You guys sharing this podcast with other people, sharing yeah. it on social media, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all of that. Gosh, we we like it would just be us sitting here talking to a <laughs> microphone. <laughs> talking by ourselves in our living room, which we do all the time. But That's yeah, true. a lot of effort for if it was just us. So thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. keep sharing. Um, we just want to keep growing this so that we can help resource people. Yep, for sure. So I thought it'd be fun if we kicked off the new year by talking about what I think will be probably most people's biggest enemy to really living the life that they want to live in 2021. Yeah, yep. And I think there's so much talk this time of year that there always is about goals. And along anytime somebody's talking about goals and dreams for like a new year, what follows that is almost always people talking about procrastination. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people think, well, that's that's everyone's biggest enemy is procrastination. Just not doing it. Yeah. Not doing, putting off what it is, you know, that they know they ought to be doing. I don't think in our current culture for most people that procrastination is actually the greatest enemy. Yeah. I think it's distraction. Yep. I mean, I don't know if there is any society that has dealt with more distractions previously in history more than our society that is constantly bombarded by distractions we are and it's everywhere i mean like let's just take your phone i think it's the most obvious one right the most distracting thing ever invented was this little iphone thing which is obviously not just a phone it's it's a computer it's it gives people instantly a very large group of people instant access to you some of these people who have access to you you've never even met them before and yet they can completely disrupt your day yeah the average person i read this checks their phone 81,500 times every year that's 4.3 minutes of our waking lives which means 4.3 minutes every 4.3 minutes every 4.3 minutes okay yeah which means like um the average person is going to check their phone probably about six times during the course of this podcast. Yeah, that's true. If I had my phone in my hand, yeah, I would totally. be. Luckily, your phone's out of reach right yeah. now. Barely, but it is out of reach. And like, again, that and that's just the tip of the iceberg, right, of things that exist in our society that are distracting us. Um, 
everyone has expectations for you. You're constantly bombarded by all kinds of information. We're always being told, here's how to eat better. Here's how to sleep better. Here's how to exercise better. Here's what's going on in the Middle East and what's going on in Inner Mongolia and what's happening in Russia and in the White House. And you might be ruining your child if you're not doing this one thing and the economy is good. No, the economy is bad. No, actually, the economy is good. Click here if you want to see the latest 20 cutest cat videos. Like, it goes on and on. Yes, your list was exhausting. <laughs> like, well, what distracts you? Uh, social media, probably the most. Actually, you know what? Probably not. If we're talking like what r- really sh- distracts me is just kind of this made-up routine of to-do lists. Like, it's 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 the just thing that distracts me most. Excuse me. The thing that distracts me most is my lack of intention. Hmm. I think. Um, I'll wake up and I'll spend the first 30 minutes, you know, like scrolling through my phone, you know, while in in that immediate, the phone is a distraction. I think ultimately the distraction is my lack of intention. Mm, That's good. That's good. There was a, I was reading this week, uh, there's a form of torture in the middle ages uh, where they tied a man's limb. So they take like both your arms and both your legs and tie a horse individually to each one of your limbs. The French. Oh, I know. Isn't that terrible? The, <laughs> Wait. This, Cause you've actually broken your wrist falling off a horse. Wait, hold on. Let's talk about this. You, they would tear them apart. I don't know what they did. It was a form of torture. So well, I don't know. Maybe they were crap. small horses. I don't know. But yeah, the idea was a horse tied to each limb and then just kind of let them go. So, and literally what they ca- the French called this a distraction. That's what this form of torture was called. It's a great picture. I think of what's happening to a lot of us in our lives where we feel like we're literally being pulled apart, right? It's death by distraction. And some of you might initially think right now, ah, this one doesn't apply to me. I I don't get distracted that easy. But I would challenge you, ask the people closest to you. Ask your spouse. Ask your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Ask your kids. Ask the people that you work with how easily distracted you are. And you might get a different answer. And so I just want to talk about today a couple categories where I think this impacts us the most. Then I'm going to apply a couple of just general observations, and then we'll end with just a couple quick practical things you can do to make sure distraction doesn't dominate you this next year. Okay. Sound good? All right. So the two categories that I feel like, and I'm sure there's more, but for me, the two categories I think this impacts us the most are relational and professional. Mm-hmm. So on a relational level, I think distraction destroys intimacy inside of relationships. So um, if distraction is the greatest enemy to intimacy inside of relationships, you can see how this, this really impacts all of us. So uh, most counselors would agree that there's three things that have to exist for a person to feel like they can be intimate with another person. Okay. They have to feel like um, the other person considers them a priority in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to feel as if they have plenty of unrushed time available to them from the other person. And they have to feel like the other person is giving them their undivided attention. Yeah. If any one of those three things are missing, then the deepest levels of intimacy cannot be created in the context of a relationship. Busyness and distraction make those three things impossible. Right? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, when do you think I'm the most, like, do you feel like I struggle with distraction in our um, relationship? At times. 
like when <laughs> I would say you guys are going, going deep with us here. I would say, uh, oh, I just found a. Fa- I've been looking for this face mask. I just found it in my bomber jacket. I've been looking for that. Speaking of distracted. Oh my gosh, um, seriously. But no, I would say where I feel most distracted, uh, you most distracted in the concert world is in the car because I do most of driving. And so that means your both your hands and mind are free to get on mm-hmm. your phone. And so I feel like when I'm driving down the road and you're on your phone checking social media or whatever, I feel as if you don't really want to be with me. There's other people you'd rather be with in that moment. Dang. And, and you know, I, like a lot of times, I'll be like, "Hey, hello, hello, I'm right here. I am driving, but I am in this car. Like, you want to be here with me?" Yeah. Well, that's funny because my love language, if y'all are familiar with love languages, my one of my love languages is quality time. So I really like. I don't want to sit on the couch and have you sitting next to me and you be on your phone. Right. Like, I that's fine if you do that. I just don't feel like that's quality time to me. Like that does not. It doesn't count. Give me love. It doesn't, it doesn't fill doesn't up your love time. So that's interesting it's in the car for you yeah Yeah. okay that's good to know like just here's another example not necessarily for me and you but this is just for everybody in general if you sit down with somebody to have a cup of coffee a glass of wine share a meal and you're sitting across from them and you take your phone out and you place that phone on top of the table essentially what i feel like you're saying to that person in that moment is i am ready to engage with you right now until something more important comes along and if that something more important comes along and pops up on my screen, be it be it a text, be it a notification of a Instagram like or whatever it is, like if that more important thing pops up, I'm probably going to grab it and look at it. Yeah. And in that moment, completely disengage who you are and what it is you're saying. Yeah, that's convicting because I, I do that just out of habit, you know, like, oh, what if someone has to call me with an emergency, yeah. which is yet to happen in my life but still like yet. <laughs> <It might>. <laughs> <laughs> i know but still like i'm just it, it's funny how you just play out oh i need this just in case well, yeah. you really you don't that's a good that's a good line yeah, i jotted this down the irony of the phone is that it keeps us isolated from people when we're with them and distracted by people when we should be isolated from them mm, that's true it, it, it doesn't matter. We have like, too much access and none at all at the same time. Yeah, it's distracting to community when you're with people. And it's distracting to your alone time when you need to be away from people. Yeah. In either case, it's distracting. And I think the big lesson for me here is, in, and I'm going to learn this with you. I want to learn this with my friends and my family. Love is presence. Yeah. It, just, it is. There's yeah, no other way phone around it. or this. not. It could be your work. It could yep. be your laptop. It could be a hobby that you've just taken up and it consumes your whole Absolutely. life. Absolutely. It can be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Love is, love is present. So I, I think our ability to handle our distractions is absolutely impacting the intimacy of our relationships with our spouses, with our friends, with our kids. And then beyond that, not only relational, I think the second big area it's impacting us is professionally. Um, I read this great book by a guy named Greg McCowan. Um, and this book's been out for a while. It's called Essentialism. I read it years ago. Mm-hmm. And in this book, uh, he talks about uh, the new cool word for distraction is multitasking. Asking. Yes, it's like praise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so he thinks uh, he thinks that a lot of us believe that we're getting, we think that we're getting so much done when in reality we're not doing anything at, at all well. Mm-hmm. And he said that the word multitasking actually was invented back in 1965 by an by somebody at IBM who who was using that word to describe how a computer could do multiple things at one time. 
The problem is we're not that computers. Exactly, the human <laughs> mind is much different than that of a computer. So, uh, one of the studies he talks about in this book that I thought was amazing. He said, for example, the average person that's sitting at their desk is going to check their email about once every five minutes, right? No matter what it is that they might be doing, they kind of pause what they're doing to check their email. The problem he said with that is it takes, on average, sixty-four seconds to resume the previous task after yep. you finish checking that email, which means. Just because of email alone, when you're at work, you typically waste one out of every six minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So when you hear people talk about, oh, I'm just multitasking, essentially what they're saying is my attention is scattered, I'm stressed out, and I'm not doing anything well at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Amen. I feel that. I know what that feels like. Yeah. So you got to find ways. One of the things I started doing uh, a couple years back was... I found that email for me became a to-do list, Mm. which was a terrible way to manage your day because essentially you gave your schedule over to all kinds of random people. Yeah, how can you actually move any needle if you're just responding to things that people are asking? Right, and so I know this might not work for everybody in their workplace, but for me, I check emails at certain periods of the day. And then when I'm not checking those emails, I have it off so I can stay focused on what it is I need to stay focused right, on. Right, right. And what I have found is, you know, yes, sure, there's some people who feel like they should get an immediate response, but most people are fine waiting a couple hours before mm-hmm. they get a response to their email. Yeah, that's good. So that's just one of the little things I did. But I, I think for me, again, going back to this idea of distractions, it impacts us relationally and impacts us professionally. And there's just three kind of general thoughts that I have about distractions I wanted to share. The first one being this distraction is not the same as divine interruption. This is really good. Um, I'll, I'll tie this one into Jesus because Jesus seemed to be entirely indistractable on one hand, but on the other hand, he was also very interruptible. And quite often, I think some of the best moments of our life come in the form of unexpected interruptions. Yep. I really like that distinction between distraction and interruption. Yeah, it, it, it's, there's a difference there. And so I think about like the best parenting moments that I've ever had did not happen on my schedule. Yeah. And the best moments I've had where I've been able to fully give myself to a friend did not happen on my schedule. Mm-hmm. And I think about my relationship with you. I, you love spontaneity. You love like us doing something that's not planned, right? And so like some of the best moments in our relationship have not happened on my schedule. So the bottom line is um, I think a healthy life is one in which we learn to avoid unhealthy distractions so that you can be open to divine interruptions. That's good. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I'm trying to apply it to like a job and I can think back to times when, you know, interruptions in my job, which Mm -hmm. would have either been a role change or a job change entirely or a job opportunity that came up. All those were technically interruptions at the time. Like Mm -hmm. it felt like a, hold on, I'm not ready for this. But yeah, those interruptions are actually the things that like led me on the path that I needed. But again, if your mind and life is so convoluted with busyness and distraction, you can't see those things. That's right. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you're not available for those things. So, well, what happens is those interruptions become the things that push you over the edge. Yeah. You start to form a lot of resentment in your life. And uh, and you miss out on those opportunities for those best parenting moments and those best friend moments, and those best work moments where you get to serve somebody above and beyond 
because you haven't learned to manage the distractions in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think this is a, a really important one to figure out how you can avoid the unhealthy distractions so you can be open to the divine interruptions. Yeah. Do you have any like insight, and this is off the cuff here, so if you don't, it's okay, but do you have any insight into how you think you can kind of decipher between what would be considered a distraction and what's an interruption? Because sometimes it can feel like you know a social thing pops up, but it needs your attention could feel like a distraction. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's a hard, I think it comes down to your intention behind it. Like what I have found in work, especially is that sometimes the most important, I'm going to talk about this in just a second, but sometimes the most important things I need to get done with my day are not the easiest things. Mm -hmm. And so I know it's challenging and there's something inside of me that says, get up, leave your computer, Go into the break room. Have a conversation about what you did this weekend, mm-hmm. right? Reward that's, yourself. Yeah. That's not somebody coming and saying, hey, could I have a conversation with you about something I'm struggling with? Right. That Most of our distractions are our own mental interruptions. Right. They're internal interruptions that we kind of create in order to avoid the work that we should actually be yeah. doing. Yeah. There's honestly, when I'm thinking about it now, like there's like a soul awareness of a distraction. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you know, you have this like deep down guilt, like, man, I really shouldn't be doing this right now when I should be doing this. Or like in the morning when I wake up, I have this like soul discontent if I'm scrolling through my phone yeah. when I'm like, I could be listening to a podcast or I could be reading this. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, like, so for me, I mean, always the last 10% of a message I'm preparing is the hardest so hard. And in that moment, I'll find a hundred other things that I feel like need to be done in that moment. Like I need to vacuum. I need to mow the grass. I should dust. I should clean the bathroom. Stuff I don't normally even like doing, but in that moment, it sounds a lot more attractive to me (laughs) than the challenge of finishing the last 10% of that message. Yep, I get that. So again, it's understanding the difference between unhealthy distraction and divine interruption. Here's the second thing, uh, just kind of general observation, is distraction is often the good keeping you from the essential. So this is very much in line with what we were just talking about. Um, I, I used to have one to-do list that I kind of created for a day, right? I'm, I've always been a list person. You are too. You yes. love lists. And I'd start in the morning. I'd have a list, and maybe there's 12, 15 things on there. If I'm honest, there's probably only two or three things out of the 15 things that actually needed to be done that day. The rest of them were things that if I got to it, great. If not, no big deal. Well, again, which ones, because we all love checking things off a list. So which ones do you think you go to first? The easy ones. The easy ones. And then you get to the end of the day, and the two or three things that you actually needed to get done that were essential didn't get done because you did all the other little good things that were easy things. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I did different, and you know I have this little worksheet, this little to-do list that I kind of create every day. And I have what I call the big three. And the big three are the three things that in my mind, I have to get these three things done. Then below that, I have what you would call your typical to-do list, Mm -hmm. right? That just has everything from mow the grass, clean upstairs, do this, do that, laundry, whatever. Um, But those top three things for me, that's success for that day, getting Mm -hmm. those three things done. And if I have extra time and I can knock out the other ones, great, awesome. But I have to be real careful to know the difference between the good and the essential. And often the good really is a distraction. Yeah. It's interesting. I was thinking this yesterday. You were out of town traveling for work and I was cleaning the house, like getting it done and 
finalized after mm-hmm. Christmas because there's just always a bunch of scatter. Um, and it's funny, like I, it was so daunting to me. Like when I woke up, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to spend all day cleaning like things that no one will notice but me, right. but I mean, it's going to take forever. And it was funny how throughout the day I just continued to build energy because I was getting stuff done. Oh, wow. It's like productivity only f- actually fuels and energizes mm. you. And it's the big, it's the big things that really mo- like fuel the energy, right? Like that's the getting those three or however many big things done really then just like propels you to get everything else done. If you were to put all those off, you're just going to continue putting yeah. them off. Cause you're like tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow. But if you get those done and then you have this just like weird energy for the rest yeah. versus, you know, like getting all your just tiny things done and you kind of don't feel good about it. Cause you know, you have this mountain of work done and it's still to do. But anyway, that's just my, yeah, no, that makes sense. Maybe that's makes my a lot personality type. But anyway, yeah. what's number three? Third observation is stop asking, how can I get more done and start asking, am I getting the right things done? And here's where, again, we are addicted to productivity. We love the feeling of marking things off the list of look what I've done, look at everything I've accomplished today. And so I think a lot of us talk about, I want to get more done. The real question is, are you getting the right things done? Your success, I think in this next year will be determined as much by the things that you don't do as much as it is the things that you do do. Yeah. Um, And so you got to find a way to kind of set those priorities going back to like number two, you know, distraction uh, is often the good things. Uh, how do I make sure that I'm focused on the right things, not just a lot of things? Yeah, and I'll throw that in the context of relationship real quick because it's so easy. Like, that's an easy application to vocational and professional work. Yeah. But like relationally, instead of just saying, you know, I'm checking boxes or are you doing the right things? Like, yep. are you speaking the language of love that the person you're trying to show love to can receive? Mm. You know, it's like doing that work too of understanding, okay, I think I'm just checking boxes with you if I, you know, um, take your salad bowl after lunch and wash it off. But really you're like, uh, we didn't have a conversation over lunch that I wanted to have, you know, like there's things like that. And I feel like that's another area in relationship where don't just do things for the sake of like checking boxes and thinking you're being productive in that area, but actually doing the right things. Yeah, that's that's a great point because the good in a relationship could be a distraction to the essential. Yeah. I like that, Jordan. That's good. That's a whole nother podcast, too. Oh, dang. Maybe for Valentine's Day, we'll do that. Yeah, I like that. So, again, that's just some general observations, but I don't want to leave everybody with, like, out some just practical steps and kind of where you go from here. Okay. And, again, I think we all struggle with this. This isn't intended to be guilt-inducing or shame-inducing or anything like that. Totally, yeah. This is just about how, how can we improve in this area? How can we grow where we're not as distracted and it doesn't impact us relationally and professionally? So, again, just three things that I think could be helpful for you. Number one, giving friends and family the clearance to call us out. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and do that with you right now and just say – like, I'm giving you the clearance to call me out. When you see me, both professionally and relationally, you see me distracted, doing good things, but not the essential things, um, I want you to call me out. Okay. Are you going to invite me to do the <laughs> no, same? Please? I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're invited, only because you have to be. But I think we have to, because I think it's... Uh, I do think it's a form of addiction for a lot of us and one that we can't even see in our life. It's become just so 
a, a part of who we are to live these distracted lives that you need somebody around you can say, hey, why are you doing that right now? Or mm-hmm. hey, could what if you put that phone in in your back pocket or in your purse instead yeah, of putting it right down. there on the table. I really love that about 2020 is people all of a sudden had this grace and awareness for like yeah. slowing down. And I want that to continue through 2021. Yeah. I love that. Like just being still. Yep. Yeah. I'd say the second thing um, is just to be humble. Perfection has not been attained in this area yet. None of us get this right. A hundred percent. It's Okay. Um, I think the being humble part helps you in giving friends and family the the you know clearance to kind of call you out on this. Um, I think we all need to give each other a lot of grace in this area. Um, and it's really easy to get personally offended when somebody else isn't giving you their full attention, but the reality is really are we giving our full attention to them as well. Yeah, yeah. So give people the clearance to call you out, be humble. And the third thing, a very practical, I think social media breaks, uh, media breaks in general, electronic breaks, fast, whatever you want to call it. I think that's a good practice. Early on, I thought it was dumb. It drove me nuts when somebody got on Instagram and put up a post that said, uh, just so you know, I'm going to be off Instagram for the next week. I was just like, like, why do they have to announce that? Or, you know, what? Anyway. I now look at that and I say, that's smart. That's, there's wisdom there. Like sometimes you, I've noticed for me, like what you just mentioned, I've been traveling. So I was gone the past couple of days. When I'm traveling, I'm on my phone a lot more because I'm bored to death. I'm sitting in the airport, right? Mm-hmm. And I've noticed then there's a detox period for me when I get back. I've noticed that too. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I, I give you full clearance to call me out just like you did. But I do, I feel like... And for no other reason than I've been doing that. I've created that pattern in a very short 48-hour window. I created mm-hmm. a new pattern of how often I feel like I have to grab my phone and check it. Yep. I have to do something to break that pattern. And so I think these periodic, you know, I think it'd be really wise if you were able to pick a day of the week. Maybe it's Saturday that you're just like, you know what? I'm putting my phone away on Saturday. Or at least I'm not going to get on it and check social media on Saturday. Pick whatever day. It could be Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. It doesn't matter. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's one week. Maybe it's just like a morning fast. Like in the morning, you're, you know, until lunch, you're not looking at your social media. Little things. Anything to interrupt the cycle. Yeah, that's good. I think is is real helpful. And I I just think that, uh, man, we just live, it's it's a beautiful time to be alive. And man, how awesome is it to have all these tools where we can stay connected to one another, we can keep up with one another, we can encourage one another. I think it's awesome. I also think it's out of control. (laughs) And if we really want to get the things done that we want to get done in 2021, we have to find some ways to detach from those distractions so we can make sure that not just the good gets done, but the essential gets done. Yeah, no, I really like that. I like the, you know, everyone thinks about the goals and in like the tangible ways, which are great. But yeah, until you've really like got that foundational piece of how can I like be intentional and not distracted in my life to reach those goals, those things may not happen, you know? So I really like that foundational understanding. It's good. Thank you. I hope it was helpful. Yeah. Hopefully not everybody check their phone six times. Is there one thing you're going to apply in your life as a result of this? Um, I will be keeping my phone in my purse. Car. Really? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> I will also say I am the primary uh, navigator, so I have to have like ways on. So if I have it on and it's mm-hmm. in my hands, I am going to be more intentional though about it. You're the best. Okay. You are too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
Uh, happy 2021, everybody. <laughs> Yay, happy 2021. It's going to be an awesome year. Can't wait to share it with all of you. I hope that uh, this was helpful. And um, as always, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May he smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace. Peace.